I bought a course. It was $2,500 and I maxed out a credit card on it. It was kind of my like last ditch effort. I was like, I got to get something that works for like marketing and stuff like that. And actually that turned out to be probably the best decision that I've ever made. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast where I bring you stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. Today, I'm joined by Jordan O'Connor, who's the founder of Closet Tools, a bootstrap app that helps people sell more stuff on Poshmark and has been in or around the 30 to 40k MRR mark for the last few years. He's found a lot of his growth through SEO, like many successful entrepreneurs, and now helps other founders do the same through his rank to sell power half hours. But before we dive into Jordan's story, I want to take a moment to thank my wonderful sponsor, Email Octopus. Email Octopus is an indie email marketing platform built to support other growing businesses like yours. They are focused on affordability and ease of use, which is perfect when you're starting out as a bootstrapper. Email Octopus contains all of the features you need to reach and grow your audience. You can start today without paying a single penny on their free plan where you can contact up to 2,500 subscribers. Now, I'm actually taking advantage of this deal myself by launching the Indie Byte, which is my companion newsletter to go along with this show. To try Email Octopus, head to emailoctopus.com or hit the link in the show notes. Now, Jordan and I go so deep in this chat and we actually spoke for over 90 minutes and cover so much extra stuff that I couldn't really squeeze into this 15-minute episode. To listen to the full conversation I had with Jordan, you can join the Indie Bytes membership for $60 a year. Head to IndieBytes.com membership. Now let's get into the episode where we kick off talking about how Jordan spends his days. So what are you doing on a day-to-day now? How are you spending your time? So I'm still working on Closet Tools full-time. It's doing, it's doing well. It's still actually doing really well. Day-to-day, I'm still working on that. I'm working on content for it. You know, my main thing is SEO, doing content marketing. So, I'm, you know, I'm updating blog posts. I'm still writing code, still doing it full-time. I'm surprised I'm still doing it, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I did not think it was going to last this long, but, you know, it still pays the bills. So, you know what, I'm going to keep working on it. So. But then, of course, you know, as you've seen, I've added in the new the SEO agency I'm just doing con- consulting mostly right now and then I'm, I'm also working on a seo course so closet tools for the last eight months or so it was kind of like trickling down i think because a lot of the reason why it spiked a couple of years ago was because of the pandemic so the customer base is more of like a prosumer audience so it was all these people that quit their jobs and they're like oh i'm gonna sell on poshmark and then you know they started using closet tools but then actually recently in the last three months or so it's actually been going up pretty pretty steadily. So um, I'm looking to invest a little more time into it and just keep going with it. So my thinking behind the rank to sell stuff though was with closet tools i don't really have like a knob that i can like turn up it's like hey i want to make more money it's like okay well like you have to spend months building out this feature you have to you know write this content and you got to wait for seo to kick in and Mm. i can't put out a tweet and be like i need to make a thousand bucks or whatever or i want to make a thousand bucks and it's like i want to put out a tweet (laughs) that i can like sell something my time you know it's like hey pay me money and i will do this thing for you so but i mean you know i mean closet tools it's probably around like 250k 300k a year or something like that so, you know, you're talking, you know, $800, $900 a day, right? And then with this rank to sell stuff, you know, I'm, I can sell my time at 150 bucks an hour, $200 an yeah. hour. So, you know, spending an extra three or four hours working a day, I'm almost doubling my income, right? So I'm awful with money. <laughs> at least I have been in the past. <laughs> in the past, I definitely have been terrible with money. And, uh, you know, of course, as soon as Closet Tools took off, my lifestyle expanded dramatically, right? Because I'm like, wow, yeah. making, you know, $400,000 a year. I was making like 80K a year, right? So... So yeah, over the years, I've had to learn a lot of sound personal finance advice. And it's one thing to know what to do, but then it's a different thing to actually apply it. I'm actually behind on my taxes for closet tools because I actually use 
a bunch of our tax money to pay for like the down payment for like our house because like i have a, i had a bunch of savings and i was like oh like we're buying a new house and we really wanted to pull the trigger it was actually right before the housing market went crazy so it was like i don't know i can kind of justify it but at the same time it was very stupid but yeah i've had my own share of financial hardships and and so now i've i've just really gotten to the point where i have no personal interest in like spending money at all in anything let's go back to your start i want to learn a little bit more about what position you're in when you started i had i had just graduated college a few years before i graduated from rit in 2015 and i was an electrical engineer and so i started working full-time i worked at corning incorporated which you know, basically any Samsung device has Corning glass on it. At least when I was there, there was a real lull in the market that we were in. We were in advanced um, optics. And so there wasn't really a lot of opportunities for me to grow financially, at least in, in, through just doing engineering. I went to management many times over the years and I was like, hey, I just, like, I want to earn more money. I want to work harder and earn more money. And they were just like, eh, I don't know. There's not much, <laughs> there's not much more work to do, right? Like just, just do what yeah. you need to do and we'll pay you your salary and i'm like well i want to i want to do something you know like i want to i want to have a little more control and so because i graduated from rit i loaned out the whole thing so it was like two hundred thousand dollars in debt and so you know my monthly student loan payment was like anywhere between like fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars a month and i was only making 80k a year and so i had just got married and then only about three or four months after we got married we actually got pregnant with our first kid and so that was really the the thing that flipped a switch in me where I was like, wait a minute, like if you don't do something now, then, you know, basically the rest of your life is going to be exactly like this, like racking up credit card debt, just, you know, not being good with money, never making enough money. Your kids are going to eat garbage food. You're just always going to have people in control of your life. And I was like, no, I want a little bit more control over, you know, the outcome of, of my life. And so I tried a bunch of different things. I, I really had to kind of go through a little bit of a hard knocks. I took a bunch of different courses and and I tried a bunch of different businesses. I tried a physical product business. It was a black paper notebook. My wife yeah. is an artist. And it actually was a really good idea and it would have worked well, but I didn't know anything about e-commerce, but I'm very thankful that that didn't work out because I think e-commerce is really tough, especially something that you don't manufacture yourself. But I learned a lot through that. So, you know, by building that product, I learned a lot about Facebook advertising and copywriting and things like that, you know, just like how to sell something. And I think I did well with that project. So I, I kind of used projects like that on the way to learn different skills. And so, yeah, it was a combination of learning what I'm really good at and what I'm interested in, and then also learning what I'm bad at and what I'm definitely not interested in doing. And so that basically resulted in building a SaaS app because it allowed me to have complete control over something. It also allowed me to use my web development skills and things like that. But then it also allowed me to use my SEO skills to be able to do content marketing to grow it. And then actually quick side point. So um, the SEO stuff that I learned, I bought a course, it was $2,500 and I maxed out a credit card on it. No, uh, it, was, it was kind of my like last ditch effort. I was like, I got to get something that works for like marketing and stuff like that. And actually that turned out to be probably the most, the best decision that I've ever made. I would never yeah. advise anybody to do that, <laughs> but technic, <laughs> but tech, but like, I mean, that's how I made, I mean, I've made 
you know, I don't know, a million and a half dollars because of my SEO skills now in the last, you know, five years. Right. But I think I bought that. This is the thing that people run into is they just, they just go out and they buy courses and they think they just need more and more information, but really you need to build projects. You need to build things. You need to test things, test ideas. But I think I was so dialed in and I knew that this was the path that I needed to take. And that was why I was justified. I was like, I know these people that make this course. I know the information they put out is solid. I know, you know, these different things can happen if this works out. So that was how I was able to justify it. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't advise people to just go out and start buying courses to figure out what they want to learn and what they, you know, what works well for them. So anyways, after that, my wife was selling clothes on Poshmark. So this is like year-ish after my son was born. So this is like two years later from when I started my indie hacking journey. Yeah. Have you made any money through indie hacking at this point? No, I had not made a, a dollar. I had only spent a bunch of money on like Facebook ads <laughs> and stuff like that. So I'm probably about, I don't know, at this point, I'm probably about 5K, 7,500 in the hole, you know, from okay. these different experiments and stuff. So my wife's selling on Poshmark to make additional money. So Poshmark is like a website where you can sell clothing. You can actually sell a bunch of different things. It started out as mostly just like women's clothing, but it's kind of expanded since then. But like you can either like buy it now or you can send the seller an offer and they can accept it. You can kind of barter on it and stuff like that. So it's just a marketplace, you know. So she was selling used clothing. She would also like go to Goodwill and pick up clothing for cheap, you know, name brand clothing or whatever, and then flip it. But... The issue was that Poshmark was very, um, it took a lot of time because you had to engage with the platform quite a bit to be able to be seen by your followers and be, you know, be viewed on the platform. So you'd have to like share your items to your followers. You share it to like a feed. And like, if you share an item, then it shows up in all your followers feeds and you have to like list new items and, you know, and then like if somebody likes your item, you have to like send offers to those people. So there's all these different things that can happen. And so what happens is people just end up sitting on their computers all day because they're engaging with this audience and it doesn't really leave a lot of room for them to do other things with the actual reselling business, like, you know, going out and shopping for new inventory. And, you know, I had at that point learned web development and my wife was starting to do this. And I was like, Hey, I think I can write a little script that kind of like does some of the stuff for you. And so I did. And two things happened. She loved it. It was working well for her. She was actually making more sales, making more money. So it was good for us. But then she told her friends about it and they're like, dude, we want this because we're spending a bunch of time on Poshmark 2. And I was like, cool, like, here you go. Like, here's the thing. You just click this button and it just runs through and does this thing. And that was, so that was, you know, kind of, you know, I wouldn't call it validation, but it was, it was an indication that this is something useful. And then I actually published that script for free on my blog. I said, hey, this is a Poshmark automation script. Mm-hmm. And using, you know, the little bit of SEO skills that I had, I wrote, you know, I, I did a little writing about it and kind of really, you know, just kind of made it optimized for what I was doing. So then I put a post on the Poshmark subreddit and I said, hey, I have this free script. It does X, Y, Z. Here's how to install it. Go wild. All I want is your email address. And then I want feedback. And through that post, I got 200 email addresses of people I launched to that list of 200 email addresses once it was up and running. And I think I started out with like 400 MRR or something like that. I sold it at 30 bucks a month. And then it's really just kind of consistently grew from there. I I started producing content. I started showing up in SEO for Poshmark-related queries. People talked about it. It just kept growing. And yeah, it just kept going from there. And I guess by pricing it at 30 bucks, you were sort of filtering out those really price sensitive people 
Yeah, so I put it at 30 bucks a month mostly because I knew that it was saving people several hours a day, and mm. I knew that was worth at least a dollar a day, right? So like to me, that made sense <laughs> in my head. But I definitely knew from some of the indie hackers, indie hackers stories that when you, char- when you don't charge enough, you get a bunch of tire kickers, and um, you know if you're just working for yourself, you don't really have time to deal with people that aren't willing to pay for something that works. But I will say, I think, you know, I think it was well worth the $30 a month. You know, it saved people a ton of time and it helped them make a bunch more. I would say my average customer makes, you know, two to $4,000 a month on Poshmark. And, you know, Closet Tools helps them make at least another 1000 or two a month. So, you know, that's well worth $30 a month to be able to save a bunch of time every day and make extra money on Poshmark. So, so Jordan, with a lot of founders that I speak to or a lot of these success stories we see, Revenue just goes up and up and up and up and then they'll like exit or they'll just be like in the midst of right now I'm a CEO running a company with 10 employees or 100 employees. That's not quite been the case with Closet Tools. It's sort of gone up to its peak and maybe drifted down and maybe up again. So you started doing almost a product I service on SEO. Now, I joke and I've said this, is like you've reversed their step. You've done SaaS and you know how to build stuff, but now you're doing consulting or this product I service with Frank to sell. So talk to me why, why you're doing this now. I talked about it a little bit before, but you know, I just, I wanted an extra dial to, to where I could, you know, really turn up the heat if I wanted to make a bunch more extra money or whatever. But I think the interesting thing is the services that I'm selling. So I am doing consulting and I don't think you can do consulting out of the gate, right? You don't just like take a course, you know, on SEO and then like, oh, I'm a consultant, right? Like you just consult me. I know everything, right? Like you have to prove yourself, right? And so, you know, that's what I did with Closet Tools, right? Like I proved myself. I have this skill. It has generated this much money for me. It has done these numbers. So I have the expertise that I can then, you know, distribute to you. So I don't do like SEO services per se. I'm not like content writing for people. I'm not doing like a backlinking service or anything like that. So I think that is like the little bit of a difference. I'm mostly just doing consulting. The other thing that I wanted to do as well was put out a course. And so Mm. I'm using this feedback from these audits and from these, you know, the SEO consultations to, you know, dial in my advice a little bit so that I can create a a course that's actually impactful. It's not just my voice. It's like, oh, I did this with a hundred people and you know it worked well for them kind of thing so how much are you making through selling these uh, little slots and async feedback audits it depends so <laughs> there's this really interesting thing that i tried back in december yeah it was december for like two or three weeks straight i put out a like less than five minute video on my twitter feed about SEO. So I would just cover some topic. I would, you know, just introduce it and talk about it, why it's important. And then like give some examples and stuff like that. And towards the end of that, that three weeks, I had pulled in about $15,000. And then recently I've been wanting to, to get back into it because I was like, man, like that was really, that worked out really well. I'd put out a video and then I would get like a bunch of people signing up, but it was actually a ton of work. There was at one point, like basically I spend about an hour on these, what I have a, I have a service called the power half hour where I basically record a loom video of me for a half hour talking about your website and like what I would do and thing issues I see and stuff like that. But I, at one point I had like, I don't know, it was like 30 queued up. And so like, I literally have 30 hours of work 
just sitting in front of me and you know that's like additive to like all of my other work right like i still have a business around i have a family and stuff like that so it's like you know i'd have to just sit down and do like five or six every day for like a couple weeks straight i don't know if i want to get into that again so i think if i get into that again i'm going to jack on my prices and then you know i'm probably reduce the the load a little bit i think my goal would be ultimately to make at least 500 a day it's interesting because people will be like shouting like why are you trading your time for money when you've got this SaaS?" but that point about sort of turning up income as and when you need it through like marketing efforts and when you have a course and then eventually there might be a SaaS coming plus you enjoy it so that, that kind of makes sense i end every episode on three recommendations a book a podcast and an indie hacker all right book i'm gonna say deep work by cal newport that's my Perfect. favorite book and I will also say Cal Newport's podcast is really good. He has a podcast called Deep Questions. Yes. Yeah. Deep Questions. So Indie Hacker, I'm going to recommend one of my friends, Pat Walls. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Indie Bites. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Indie Bites with the awesome Jordan O'Connor. Don't forget, if you want to listen to the full extended conversation, hear more from Jordan, you can check out the Indie Bites membership at IndieBytes.com slash membership. Thank you as always to Email Ops for sponsoring the podcast. All links are in the show notes and I will see you next week.